you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Loud horns in my ears. That means it's Friday. That means it's time for the Stardom Sit'em Show. Welcome, everybody. I'm Marcus Grant. He's Michael F. Florio. Laquan Jones will be along a little bit later on. Welcome to week 13. It's a, It started with a bang last night. Yeah, let's move on to the rest of week okay, 13. Okay, let's do that. Uh, <laughs> someone in their Stardom Sit'em column, which you can find at NFL.com slash start sit, might have suggested uh, to sit DK Metcalf. I'm not naming any names. Who would do that? But, uh, you know, whatever, you know, sometimes you take a big swing and uh, you, you corkscrew yourself into the ground and, and you lose. It happens, <laughs> it happens to the best of us. I'm not going to say that we didn't sit here on the NFL fantasy football show earlier this week and say, hey, maybe you try to get away from your Seahawks uh, only to have them go out and uh, have themselves a day, uh, even in a loss against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, Bland was uh, he was toast on, on Thursday night. The whole Cowboys defense like. What ha- they just no showed. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Simply put, uh, in fact, oh, wait, wait. I'm just DK Metcalf just scored another touchdown. Uh, uh, anyway, my mentions we, are going to be even more, we more got mean the now. Top starts and sits of week 13. We're telling you who's going to pile up the points, and uh, LQ is going to come by to give us his latest top five list. But let's get started with the QB starts and sits for week 13. Which signal callers do you and don't you like? Tua Tungavailoa because he's awesome and he has the best matchup a quarterback could have. Sam Howell. Trevor Lawrence has been riding hot. I think you just ride with him. Brock Purdy is a must start in, in this matchup against the Eagles. Matthew Stafford, even after his big game last week, I think is a sit. Uh, these ones are for guys who are streaming because I wrote about a whole bunch of streaming options in the article. But Kenny Pickett, Will Levis, I would not stream them because I know a lot of you need streaming options with six teams on by this week. Hmm, makes a note to take Kenny Pickett out of his lineup and go back to the waiver wire. All right, uh, let's talk about some of these guys individually, though, because Sam Howell, it's been hard to figure out his pass catchers in Washington, but Sam Howell is racking up yards. Uh, I know our pal Matt Harmon sort of said there are a lot of empty calories, maybe, but they're calories nonetheless. He's still putting up numbers. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, it doesn't always look pretty. The thing, and you were the first one saying it, like, don't watch Sam Howell's games if you start Sam Howell. But somehow, some way, this guy always comes through. Last week, he did not throw a touchdown. He still scored 17 fantasy points. He has topped 17 fantasy points in five straight in eight of his last nine and finished as a QB1 in all eight of those games. Leads the league in passing, like you said. Only C.J. Stroud this year has more three. 300 yard passing games and the Miami Dolphins are going to light up this commander's defense. So Sam Howell being catch up mode. That's when he's at his best for fantasy purposes. People who love the law sausage and Sam Howell fantasy points should watch neither one being made. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Matthew Stafford has not had a great statistical season and he's got the Browns defense. Look, I know they're beat up a little bit uh, across that defense, but it still seems like a bad situation for Stafford. Yeah, and no offense to the Cardinals defense. They are a great matchup, and the Browns are the exact opposite of that. And even in that great matchup last week, Stafford threw four touchdowns. He was still held to under 240 passing yards for a sixth straight game. That was only his second 
game with multiple passing touchdowns this season. And the Browns, they've allowed the fewest, by far the fewest passing yards to quarterbacks. The fewest touchdowns, they're in the bottom three and fantasy points allowed to the position. Stafford's not going to run, we know that. So the bad matchup, a a whole bunch of reasons, I would say, to try your best to to go in a different direction. uh, I think at this point, you probably know how to avoid Stafford. You also just hope that he doesn't bring down the wide receivers with him. Uh, Speaking of wide receivers, let's take a look at the start-sit list for Week 13. Who do you have? Michael Pittman Jr. and Josh Downs. Uh, I love them both this week. Calvin Ridley is just great when Zay Jones is out there. Cortland Sutton is basically catching a touchdown every week. Rasheed Rice, really safe floor, and he's starting to break out as of late. I think the sits, Drake London because Sauce Gardner in the Jets. DeAndre Hopkins because Will Levis. Uh, Chris Godwin has just not been Chris Godwin-like. And then Amari Cooper. Good thing I gave a bonus or it would have been blank there. And everyone would have been like, oh, yeah, that's where DK goes. Like just, ah, I know who was there, who you put in that spot there. Uh, Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, Anyway, let's talk about the Colts wide receivers because they've been pretty good all year. I'm still amazed that when you look, like depending on where you look, Josh Downs is available in like 45 to 49% of leagues uh, across platforms. I don't understand it, but both these guys have really good opportunities. Yeah, good matchup, like you said. And, And Michael Pittman Jr. is just a must start option right now. Four wide receivers this year have seven or more games with double-digit targets. He is one of them. The other three are Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, and Keenan Allen. Elite company. He gives you 14 or more fantasy points in six straight. Must-start option. And then Josh Downs. I know last week, nine fantasy points. It's kind of like a floor game. 13 targets. It's too hard to ignore. He is consistently, like, Gardner Minshew just has tunnel vision. It's going to Michael Pittman Jr. or to Josh Downs. And the Titans have allowed, they're in the top 10 in yards allowed to receivers. So get the Colts in your lineup. Get the Colts in your lineup for sure. Uh, I also have uh, some deep sleeper vibes with Gardner Minshew this week against the Titans, only because it's, you know, two by two Mageddon this week. Um, Meanwhile, DeAndre Hopkins, he had that first big game with Will Levis. That's kind of been it since then. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The first ever game with 100 yards and three touchdowns in his career. And since then... He is not top 65 yards in a game with Will Levis. Uh, he In the last two weeks, he's averaging under 20 routes ran per game and has just five targets in each of those games. Starting him is like hoping for a long touchdown catch. The issue is, in the last month, no team has allowed fewer yards to wide receivers than the Colts. Uh, and they struggle against the run, so I think this could be a game where the Titans try to get Derrick Henry going. I, it's so boomer bust, but even with six teams on by, if you have an option, I would try to get away from deep. Such a low volume passing game there in Tennessee. I know you mentioned on Fantasy Live too the uh, lack of routes that he's running. It's just it's really hard to see any production coming from Nuke Hopkins. Uh, Amari Cooper has been a guy that we have trusted more often than not, regardless of the revolving door at quarterback. So he's got the elite Joe Flacco. So he's automatically a start this week, right? As Rank pointed out on Fantasy Live, Joe Flacco's won a Super Bowl. So he's done something before in this league. Uh, (laughs) Amari Cooper without Deshaun Watson this year, under eight fantasy points per game uh, and has not scored a touchdown in any of those games either. Left early last week, a little banged up. The Rams this season have allowed the second fewest touchdowns to wide receiver, and they are in the bottom 10 in yards allowed to out wide wide receivers. And then Joe Flacco, his last three years combined, 54% completion percentage, two receivers lined up out wide. Uh, And then, like you pointed out on Fantasy Live, Marcus, Joe Flacco is gushing about one Browns receiver, but it is not Amari Cooper. It's Elijah Moore week. Let's go. 
Uh, I had Elijah Moore as a sleeper. Then I heard this video of uh, you know, Joe Flacco talking about how he's texting with Elijah Moore. So I'm like, maybe he's just a start. And then I'm going to find out that they have coffee and bagels together. And I'm like, he's wide receiver one this week. It's like my this is my Elijah Moore emotional scale. This is where I am right now in week 13. Uh, where we are here in the show, though, is we're going to take a quick break, come back, talk about some running backs and tight ends. Stick around. We're just getting started here on the Stardom Sidham Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Start, sit, running backs for week 13. Go! Rashad White, Najee Harris, and Jalen Warren both in play. I think Devin Singletary is a strong start. That missing spot there, that was Tony Pollard, who did score a touchdown on TNF. Uh Uh, And then my sit's going to talk about Joe Mixon and Javante Williams. I also would try to get away from A.J. Dillon in a tough matchup. And Chuba Hubbard, I want to take a wait-and-see approach with him. I want him on my roster in case he gets a bump with the new play caller. But in a tough matchup, if I have another option, I'll take the wait-and-see approach. And that really fired up about starting Chuba Hubbard, but he does look like he's completed the takeover in the Carolina backfield. Uh, Joe Mixon going against the Jaguars on Monday night football. Uh, look, The offense in Cincinnati obviously takes a big hit with no Joe Burrow. Uh, you're out on Joe Mixon this week. Yeah, and depending on your options, like in one league of mine, I'm going to flex Jaden Reed over Joe Mixon. But if you have an option that you don't feel great about, you can go with Joe Mixon. The issue is first game without Joe Burrow, eight carries for 16 yards, his fewest in a game since week seven, 2019. One long catch and run salvaged his day. And I think if you're playing him, that's what you're hoping for this week because the Jaguars, they allow the fewest rushing yards to running backs, just two rushing touchdowns all year and none since week seven, but they do struggle against pass catching back. So if you are using Joe Mixon, I think you're hoping for a bunch of dump off passes. And that's sort of where I think his value is going to be. I can see it happening because so far, Jake Browning's not showing that he wants to push the ball downfield. Broncos Texans, really interesting game with both these teams kind of hanging around in the conversation for a wild card spot in the playoffs. Javante Williams, for the most part, has been pretty good, but you're worried about him this week. Yeah, uh, the Texans, remember last year when it was like you could start all your running backs against them, but they're they're stingy secondary? It's kind of been flipped on its head this year. The Texans are allowing a lot of production through the air, but have been super stingy on the ground. In fact, since week eight, 3.1 yards per carry allowed to running backs. That is the lowest in the NFL. They are in the bottom eight on the year and since that week eight point in yards allowed to running backs. And then Samaj P. Ryan isn't going away. He vultured a touchdown last week when Javante Williams was a little banged up. We saw Russell Wilson vulture one, and he's been running a whole lot more. Uh, so Javante, again, another player with six teams on by. Maybe you can't pull him out of your lineup. But if you have another option that you've been considering going back and forth with between the two, I, I would get away from Javante. Javante running the ball well. We'll see if he gets a number, a number of targets. I think this game could be pretty high scoring. So some, some passing game work uh, would be appreciated if he could get it. Turn our attention to the tight end position, which is constantly a moving target when it comes to fantasy football. But who do you like this week? 
Taysom Hill because the upside is still far too high to get away from. Evan Ingram is in play. Dalton Schultz, if he plays, is in play. I know it's looking like he might not. I think Jordan then becomes a sleeper tight end there for them. And Trey McBride has just been awesome. Logan Thomas is a sit for me unless you are desperate like I am in a league this week. Gerald Everett against the Patriots. Tyler Higby even coming off his two-touchdown game. And then Tucker Kraft for me against the Chiefs is also a sit. All right, so uh, let's take a look at some of these guys individually Evan Ingram has just been steady it hasn't been great right like your typical Evan Ingram line is like four catches for 52 yards right and he hasn't scored a touchdown since I don't know when it's been a while but you do like him this week against the Bengals yeah and for everything you said is completely true he just is a safe floor option Five or more targets and four plus catches in every game this year. Uh, seven plus targets in nine of 11 games. So the, the floor we know is safe, but I think there could be more upside here as the Bengals have allowed the second most fantasy points to tight ends, the second most yards. And eventually, like the laws of average will tell us that eventually Evan Ingram will catch another touchdown one day. The thing about it is... Uh- Trevor Lawrence seems to be aware of the touchdown drought, and it does seem like the Jaguars are trying to get him in the end zone. So we got that going for us. Uh, Trey McBride, been great since he took over the starting role for Zach Ertz. We know Zach Ertz has asked for his release, so now it's full speed ahead for Trey McBride. Yeah, Zach Ertz and the Cardinals, Brass, saw three games or four games of Trey McBride, and they were like, yeah, your time in the desert, it's up. Uh, So Trey McBride has just been that good. He has taken over the starting gig in week eight. He has topped nine fantasy points in every game but one. That one game came when Clayton Toon started against the Browns. So for me, I'm throwing that game out completely. Nine fantasy points is such a safe floor when we're talking about the tight end position. Add in the fact that in this span, he is twice top 21 already. High floor, high ceiling, and a good matchup against the Steelers who have struggled against tight ends the last uh, five weeks. I I think he is a must-start option this week and just the rest of the way moving forward. Somebody asked me, actually, would you go Trey McBride or Pat Fryermuth? Both playing the same game. That was what I said, too, but I also said it's a win-win. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's, it's hard to have a wrong answer in that situation. Tucker Kraft, who looks like the Packers tight end of record for the foreseeable future with Luke Musgrave on injured reserve. Um, Chiefs defense has been really good this week, I, I, or this year, I should say. Uh, even for streaming options, Kraft maybe not a best option. Yeah, I, I know everyone saw him score that touchdown on Thanksgiving and got excited. He did still finish that game, though, with two catches for 15 yards on two targets. Um, I think there's upside here with Kraft. I, I get it. You could pick him up, put him on your roster. I would just keep him on your bench this week because the Chiefs have allowed the third fewest yards and just two touchdowns all year, two tight ends. So even in a game where I think they'll have to throw the ball a lot, they have a lot of pass-catching receivers and, and everything. So, again... I would be opting to take a wait-and-see approach and, and avoid this match. Yeah, I think there's some other streaming tight end options out there. Uh, look, Juwan Johnson's probably out there. Chico Conquo, another one, uh, if you're really hurting for one. I don't know if Tucker Craft is the guy that I really want to roll with this week uh, against Kansas City on Sunday Night Football. Still to come, we are talking defense. I've been told it wins championships. Laquan Jones is going to join us to give you his top five for the week. Plus, take a little trip to Club Dub. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. 
and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Time to welcome in researcher extraordinaire and loud shirt connoisseur Laquan Jones. Uh, We're calling this week 2 by 2 Mageddon. Uh, it is affecting a lot of fantasy teams. And you might be having to stream across positions, maybe at defense. So on that end, uh, LQ, you got your top five defenses to stream this week. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, you got six teams on by, like you said. And look, the Falcons have been a team I've been bouncing on and off my roster, like, all season long like you just play them based on matchup and they got the jets this week so i really don't need to go into vivid detail of like how bad this o-line is how bad the quarterback play is and like i'm not expecting a bunch of points getting scored on them to begin with but they're top three red zone defense in the nfl right now and we saw last week they were able to make the big plays and able to take one back to the house like i love how the falcons defense is playing this year versus where it was last year yeah, I mean, look, they've been really good so far this year. And Florio, look, we're, we're talking about picking on the Jets. I would imagine that's going to be a consistent theme for the last, what, five, six weeks of the fantasy season. Until Aaron Rodgers comes back, of course. So until <laughs> next year, basically, yeah. Uh-huh. The, the only surprise here for me is that they're number five. Like, I am, so I'm waiting. This, this list must get pretty spicy if the Falcons only get to number five. Yeah, I mean, I bring the heat, man. You know how I do, man. But number four, <laughs> though, number four, though, we're going to play it safe. I think the Titans are a safe play this week Ooh. going against the Colts because they're kind of like a low-key under-the-radar defense that don't allow a bunch of points. Like, they got nine games with less than 25 points scored on them. Like, this is just a safe play where your expectations should be between, like, seven to ten points because, like you said, we got six teams on by. So if you want to play it safe, I think you go with this team because because they're a top five red zone defense as well. And, you know, I have faith in them. Plus, every now and then, Gardner Minshew likes to throw the ball to the wrong team. Yeah, um, sprinkling so a little turnovers, sacks. A couple of turnovers here and there. I would love them a whole lot more if they would go back to those Houston Oilers jerseys that they wore earlier in the Ooh. season, because those were flames, 100%. Yes. So wait, now you got the Titans... But you also have the team on the other side of that matchup, Yeah, I'm too. going Colts at number three, man, because this is going to be a heavy, heavily defensive battle game. But the Colts have been playing amazing football in the last couple of weeks. They've been pinning their ears back and getting to the quarterback. They have 10 sacks in the last three games. And you got Will Levis back there. He's been sacked 13 times since he's taken over as a starter. So I believe in this defense to get the sacks, get the turnovers, and create some pressure and kind of make Will Levis a little uncomfortable. Uh, Florio, you talked about Will Levis and DeAndre Hopkins as players to avoid. Uh, I would think that that makes, you know, I don't know. Are we targeting the Titans, I guess, the way we're targeting the Jets? <laughs> I, I would target the Jets more, but I think you definitely can tight, uh, target this Titans offense. Like Laquan said, Le- Levis is taking sacks. I, I think there's still always the possibility that he could turn the ball over here. Like uh, he just he's learning on the job as, as he goes. Yeah, which is sort of be expected for a rookie. Uh, number two. Oh, yeah. This going is, down to Florida. Huh? Yeah, this is nice, man. I like the Bucks still highly available on the waiver wire for some reason because I picked them up in a couple of leagues this week as well. But they're going to pin their ears back and they're going to get after Bryce Young in that O-line. So I'm sending thoughts and prayers already now because <laughs> it's going to be a massacre, man. And they've also, they have 10 sacks in the last three games. And the Panthers O-line, they allowed 10 sacks in the last three games. So it's like a perfect marriage here where they're just going to pin their ears back and they're going to get after him. So... Yeah, it's going to be a tough task for Bryce Young. I'm going bold right now. I'm telling you the Panthers are going to win this game. Oh, yeah. Carolina's going to win this game. The linebackers are injured for for Tampa. Uh, Chris Godwin is a game-time decision. And look, the the coaching shakeup, you got a lot of hurt feelings down there in Carolina. This just feels like a moment that hashtag keep pounding becomes a reality. And the Panthers go out there. 
I'm not gonna say shock the world. I mean, the Bucks are mediocre, but they're gonna go yeah. out there and get a win where people maybe don't expect. I it. might ride with you, like ten to thirteen final score. All right, <laughs> they have yet to top fifteen in a game without Frank Reich calling the play. So, all right, well here we go. Uh, all right, so this, number this one. one, this is this one might be the, this is like the habanero. This is not even this is like a ghost pepper level spicy. <laughs> like, what are we doing here, number one? Listen, we're going Packers, man. I'm riding, go Pack, go, man. Look, they've been playing completely night and day football the way they started the season versus when they are at now since week five they're allowing 20 points per less than 20 points per game this is a great defense to plug and play against Mahomes who's having like a career low in multiple categories they're still trying to figure some things out with those pass catchers but the Packers are going to bring heavy pressure they're a top five defense when it comes to QB pressures so you get Mahomes out of the pocket knock him off his game he's doing terrible right now when it comes to pressure four touchdowns five interceptions so when you create the pressure you get the turnovers and turnovers to bring fantasy points man never thought i'd see the day we are targeting a patrick mahomes offense i feel like i'm in the upside down right now let's do it laquan brought well thought out stats and logic and all of that i'm just letting you know if if patrick mahomes has a good game r.i.p your mentions <laughs> oh, i'm just like i mean like seriously no he's right you got all this logic and like all these metrics and everything and my response to you is Patrick Mahomes can't bet against you. Look, you can't bet against Mahomes. But listen, we saw what the Packers did to Jared Goff at Thanksgiving, and Jared Goff was playing great football before that game. You know, at the turnovers, but it was they were able to get the pressure on him, and that's how you beat Jared Goff is you get the pressure. And I think now you get Mahomes not having the best pass catchers. I hear all of the words you're saying, Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the numbers, though. Look at the numbers I, this season. I hear I literally all of the words they are all sinking in. Jared Goff. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> All right. I love uh, it. Patrick Mahomes, we're used to him piling up fantasy points. Maybe not so much this year, but that gets us to Quebec. These are the guys we guarantee will score you at least 25 fantasy points this week. Who do you like, LQ? Listen, I like Najee Harris, man. It might seem like I'm going against the grain here because you got Jalen Warren, but in the last three of his four games, he's had 15-plus fantasy points. He's going up against this Cardinals defense who are allowing the second-most fantasy points per game to running backs. And I know we all watched my Rams last week stomping them, put a mud hole on them, and walked them dry. So <laughs> Kyra Williams out there breaking history and breaking records, and even Royce Freeman finding fantasy relevance as well. So even with this split with Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, I'm still leaning Najee, just based on his red zone percentage, 62%. The high red zone opportunity here from is there. So I'm going to ride with Najee to have this blow up game we all been waiting for. I think both guys do well, but I'm with you. I'm leaning more to this being a Najee game. Uh, but I think both guys have pretty good games against Arizona. Uh, you're, you're finally on the Rashad White train. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> I, I, I've picked him up. He was dropped in our fantasy live league. And then I picked him up and it, it has just helped my team ascend. Cause he has been red hot. I, I was off of him coming into this year. Uh, and for the first six weeks, he was a sit basically every week in the stardom sit him. And that's been, that was the right call. I've changed my tune as of late and have been enjoying this hot streak that he has been on, uh, last week, 110 yards and it was his worst fantasy game in like six weeks uh but also this is all about the matchup too the panthers have allowed the most touchdowns to running backs the top three in fantasy points they give up a bunch of yards and i think the bucks are gonna win this game so i think they'll be playing with the lead which means probably a lot of rashad white in the second half i do think rashad white has a really nice game against the panthers even though i think like i said carolina is gonna win that game rashad white can still 
Eat. If the Panthers win, please, please give him all the credit. Yeah, please. Yeah, I, I would gladly take it. And if they don't win, I'm gonna be like, well, the Panthers. Like, what did you think? Yeah. More Panthers blue. I oh. did. I, you there know, you what? I wish I could say I planned this, but I absolutely did not. <laughs> um, for me, my uh, my pileup guy is gonna be Jalen Waddle going against the Washington Commanders. Look, it was easy to say Tyreek Hill, right? But I was already dealing with dry mouth and didn't want to eat any more chalk. Jalen Waddle <laughs> going against that Commanders secondary in a really good spot. I'm expecting Miami to put up a ton of points against right now what might be the worst defense in the NFL. So Tua's going to eat. We know Tyreek Hill is going to do his thing, but I think Jalen Waddle is in line for a big game as well because just when you figure Washington's like, we're going to give all this attention to Tyreek, then Tua's going to go to his other wide receiver and get him a whole lot of points there too. So uh, if you're looking for a big Jalen Waddle game, I think this is a big Jalen Waddle game. I like it. Yeah, there it is. I think the commanders are going to pull the Seahawks and win this game though. Well, but almost win this game. Like the Seahawks didn't almost win, win this game. Uh, that would be interesting. All I know is that win or lose, I'm looking for the looking forward to the Magic Johnson tweet after the game. <laughs> Whatever he has to say about the commanders. Irvin, we love you, but you were the purred happily of sports Twitter. It's going to be like, well, they had more yards and scored more points, and that's why they won the game. Yeah, I mean, it really is. You are the, he is the purred happily of sports Twitter. We're waiting on that. We did not play well, <laughs> and so we lost. Thanks, Madge. Uh, all right. Anyway, that's a pretty much a good spot for us to take a pause and get out of here. That's going to do it for us, for Laquan Jones, for Michael F. Florio. I'm Marcus Grant. We appreciate you hanging out with the Stardom Sidham Show. Enjoy week 13. Hopefully you survive by apocalypse. We'll talk to you again next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.